1: Hello, everybody. Welcome to the roto World Football Show. It's Patrick Darty and Denny Carter. It is Free Agent Week, one of the craziest weeks annually at NBC Sports Edge slash Roto-World. I've been doing it since 2011. Uh, my first year, actually, was not – I didn't get a representative sample because it was the lockout year. Uh. And then we were waiting and waiting for the lockout to end. And then that one that summer, I was going one place. I was going to the beach for a week with my mm-hmm. wife's family. And while I was at the airport – the leaving for the trip, I was announced the lockout was over and I was unable to assist Evan Silva, Chris Westling, Adam Levitan. And thankfully they did not murder me for being on yeah. during the disease. site uh, week in the history of the site. And but yeah, Daniel, there's a lot of grinding. Um, there's a lot of shy Tuttle blurb finishing, <laughs> that you did this morning. You said you That's wanted right. to take people behind the curtain a little bit. On what I want it's like the blurb here during free agency.
2: I here. did. Yeah. So I joined in 2020. Um, I guess so, so my first free agency was uh spring of of twenty twenty one and I kind of thought you guys were exaggerating i, <laughs> you know, I, I thought wow well, like i know I know how free agency goes, you know like i like I understand that things are happening, lots of moving pieces, lots of details, but I'm pretty sure you guys are making it way w- worse than it seems you were not it turns out you were no, not so. making it in fact, you made it way better. <laughs> is, uh because it, it's, we it's undersold really, the misery it's really something when you have uh like i had uh today i i had four tabs open on shy tuttle say so Denny, uh, tell me you don't know
1: anything off the top of your head about shy Tuttle. i, I know very little
2: guy. except for that he's a defensive lineman and uh yeah so had had to find a lot of information i i now know everything there is to know about shy Tuttle. by the way uh, but yeah, that 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 is a little peek behind the curtain. It is uh, lots and lots of details that you got to gather up very quickly behind the scenes. That's
1: just one thing to people don't realize about blurbing that like there's a lot of like really smart football people and a lot of really good writers and who probably understandably think the job isn't that hard. And now I'm getting into, like first world problems like you don't know how hard this job is. Yeah, I but get pe- it. People don't realize though. Yeah, like the average blurb, even like a really simple, straightforward blurb. Like you have to have like seriously four, tats, like pro football reference open, ESPN game log open, over the cap open, Wikipedia open, see their draft status or something like the amount of research that goes even for football experts into very, very like like common yeah. blurbs is crazy.
2: It is. It is. And, and yes, I don't I don't want to say that. You know, I would rather—I don't know—face a, a lunch crowd at Chick Fil A Chick-fil-A as a worker there <laughs> than do blurbs. I'm doing blurbs all, all day over over the over that other option. But uh, it is it is very an intensive process, especially when things are flying on your timeline, um, like they are during free agency and during during the uh, during the NFL draft as well, and 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 shortly after. Of course, the apocalypse for us is right after the NFL draft yes. when undrafted free agents are signed. Yeah, we all simultaneously lose our minds.
1: Free agency is bad, but there's nothing like day three of the draft with the undrafted free agents. And there's nothing like cut down week. Those are the, what are known as the weeks of misery, the march of misery at <laughs> Roto World. And uh, it, yeah, it's pure hell. There's speaking no, of misery. Yeah, speaking of misery. By the way, the lunch the Chick-fil-A thing you say, uh, I just don't get it. The Chick fil A just opened by my house recently. Yeah. And people are acting like they've never had Chick fil A before. Like, dude, you ever been in an airport? Like, I'm sure you've had Chick fil A. Like, just calm down. You don't need, there's maybe 60 cars at this Chick fil A. Oh, oh, I see. I see what you're saying.
2: Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, yeah, the people love their Chick fil A and I I can't blame them. I would would do some pretty awful things for a Chick fil A sandwich right, right now.
1: I actually am very hungry. The people love their Chick fil A. The people apparently love their Jimmy Garoppolo. We know the computers. Love their Jimmy Garoppolo, so we're going to talk Jimmy Garoppolo being the new Raiders' new franchise quarterback. We're going to talk DJ Moore now, the Bears' new number one receiver. that We have not gotten to yet on Road to World Football Show. We're going to talk Austin Eckler rumors, Broncos wide receiver rumors, Jarrett Stidham um, increasing the heat on Russell Wilson's seat yeah. in Denver, and we're also just folding. So we're recording this Monday afternoon. Um the podcast could be hopelessly outdated by the time you hear it. <laughs> but <laughs> so please uh, we're not gonna lie. have
2: mercy. Please we're not gonna lie about that. I'm
1: <laughs> not even gonna try to pull the wool over your eyes on that one. This podcast will age poorly, but it will not age poorly in Jimmy Garoppolo, which is where we begin, Denny. The computers love the man. Apparently, Josh McDaniels loves the man. He was part of the brain trust that drafted him in New England. He's given him his first post Kyle Shanahan swing. I mean, my opinion on Jimmy Garoppolo is that he's a product of Kyle Shanahan, and even with Kyle Shanahan, he spectacularly fails the eye test, but he gets the he gets the advanced data job done. So what do we think his odds of success are in Las Vegas, Nevada?
2: Yeah, three year deal uh, for Jimmy G. Finally, finally, he leaves San Francisco. I, I actually thought it would never happen, but uh, yes, he is he is going to be the Raiders' quarterback going. Forward, so they go from mid quarterback to mid quarterback, uh, exchanging Derek Carr for Jimmy Garoppolo. I don't really, I, I, hey, I come on, just say it's what your son would call a mid off. I mean, it's a, <laughs> yes, the, the kids, I'm hearing the kids right now, and they're calling it,
1: they're, calling they're it. banging on your door and telling you what it's actually called, and you refuse
2: to say it. Yeah, it's interview. a mid off, call it a mid off. <laughs> uh, yeah, so. I guess it, I guess it's fine for like Devonte Adams for the rest Isn't of the catchers. I, I mean, it's the same. It's the same. Like who, like it's not a huge change either way, but I have to say now you said a minute ago, and I agree to an extent that Jimmy Garoppolo, like a lot of Kyle Shanahan quarterbacks, including probably Brock Purdy is a product of that offense, right? Sort of a push button offense. Now, and, I, and, and I'm going to start here from 2017 when Garoppolo went to the Niners through the 2022 season. OK, so we're talking about f- five years. Of course, he missed time during those five years. But since 2017, Jimmy Garoppolo has the third highest adjusted EPA per play of any quarterback in the league trailing only. Patrick Mahomes and Drew Brees. During this is that why game. the AI
1: will never work. It'll never work.
2: I mean, it, it, this is bad news like this and Nikola Jokic being the MVP three times in a row. Bad news for analytics. It is bad, um, bad, bad news. So only Patrick Mahomes had a higher drop back success rate than Jimmy over that five <laughs> year span. <laughs> Give me a
1: break, man. Only Mahomes. What is wrong with our nation's computers?
2: Has anyone checked on the computers? We have to look into it very powerfully. Um, But then, okay, so so then I said, I said, okay, wait, now, now, enough of that Shanahan stuff. Let's, let's track all the way back to when Jimmy was playing for Josh McDaniels in New England, right? So in 2016, the Zoomers won't remember this, but in 2016, Jimmy Garoppolo started two games for New England. He threw 63 passes and I take no pleasure in reporting he had the league's highest EPA per drop back that season. So I don't know, folks. Maybe
1: he's good. I'll say this. So the, well, so where I will start is those two starts under Josh McDaniels and Bill Belichick were supposed to be four starts. Tom Brady was suspended four games. But in true Jimmy Garoppolo fashion, he got injured and missed two of those games. Yeah. We debate you know, if injury prone is actually a thing. But Jimmy Garoppolo has missed a lot of time in injury. Seems to get injured basically every year. I mean, I don't know if you can call like a broken ankle injury prone. Like, you know, your ankle just doesn't like break. Like, it's well, not like a body thing. Um, I mean, he's immobile. Let, let's he let's is immobile. So yeah, that yep. it does increase your injury proneness, and that, that's first concern with Jimmy Garoppolo. Second concern is so okay. He was efficient under in the really small sample size. For Josh McDaniels. That was also Bill Belichick, the greatest football mind of many generations. We have Josh McDaniels, who's supposed to be the offensive genius, and yet Derek Carr was far less efficient under Josh yeah. McDaniels than he was under John Gruden, who's a punchline yeah. in the NFL community. He got way, way more out of Derek Carr than Josh McDaniels did. I think the drop-off from Kyle Shanahan to Josh McDaniels from like a offensive mastermind perspective is enormous. And, I mean, I think Kyle Shanahan's the guy I would pick if I want managing, manipulating a quarterback. I don't know where Josh McDaniels ranks on that scale right now. You, you're going to jump in real quick.
2: Yeah, no, it's a, it's a good point. Uh, I, I, when I wrote about Derek Carr versus Andy Dalton, uh, which is somewhere on our site now. Uh, no, no, we deleted that. There was, well, I, I don't blame you, but they, <laughs> there, there was a, 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 mo- a monster drop off in every measurable way with Derek Carr under Josh McDaniels. And, I mean, Josh McTains has had no success so far uh, as a, a as a head coach, like with especially with his quarterback situation. Uh, so I, I don't I don't know if he can coax Jimmy into this like super analytics friendly high EPA type play that uh, you know that he had in in New England and that he had obviously in San Francisco under Shanahan. You
1: said just no success away from Bill Belichick. I suffered through when I was still like had a, a, a team I was a fan of, the 2010 or 11 Rams. I can't remember what year it was. I think 10. where he was supposed to be like the guy who was going to save Sam Bradford's career, Josh mm-hmm. McDaniels. Uh, spoiler alert, he did not do that. Didn't do um, it. Didn't come close to doing that. He has he this horrible taste in quarterbacks. Yes. Josh McDaniels, he hitched his wagon in Denver to Kyle Orton after he chased off Jay Cutler, which I guess fair play on chasing off Jay Cutler, but hitched his wagon to Kyle Orton. He took Tim Tebow in the first round of the NFL draft. Um, He took a job where Derek Carr was the quarterback. I mean, uh, and my final concern too, just on where I think the drop-off will be really severe for Jimmy Garoppolo. And this is getting into like Luddite territory, but with the eye test, I think Jimmy Garoppolo, especially like in the short to intermediate areas of the field is like a lot less accurate than Derek Carr, even though he has really high completion percentage, even though he has really, really high advanced metrics in those areas. I mean, Jimmy Garoppolo, we know is the guy who like more than almost any quarterback in the NFL will uncork a pass. And it was just like, what? <laughs>
2: yeah, like, right.
1: What was, what was right. that? There was, um,
2: there was no receiver within eight. No. Years.
1: And he's like a big time, what quarterback? And uh-huh. that gets hidden a lot when Kyle Shannon's calling the plays and it's creating layup after layup after layup, and without those layups that not even Jimmy Garoppolo can miss under Josh McDaniels, I, th- I think the thing is kind of trending toward like a fiasco. And Jimmy Garoppolo, can we think of any receiver ever that Jimmy Garoppolo is like had a mind meld with? Like, say what you will about Derek Carr, he at least understood the Devonte Adams assignment. Like, I, I've never Jimmy Garoppolo is never just like locked on to a guy. Maybe right. that's part of the scheme. Maybe the scheme is just too good. I, I think like it's scheme related. Yeah, he I maybe it, just didn't need to do
2: that. And, and and I mean, and very few quarterbacks, including Jimmy Garoppolo, have ever played with a receiver as dominant as Devontae Adams. So I, I I don't necessarily worry too much about Adams like losing targets. I kind of that, do. That's the whole. That's the whole offense. The whole offense is just throw it into coverage against Devontae Adams and let him do his thing. Like that, that's all they do.
1: That's all they do. But. I mean, I, no one was expecting us to come in this conversation. I'm like,
0: yeah, we love it.
2: We love Jimmy. No, no. I mean, we can just skip to the part where Garoppolo gets hurt or benched and McDaniel loses his job at the end of the year. I mean, that, that's that's what we need to skip to. He's not going to get benched for Jarrett Stidham,
1: Denny, who Josh McDaniel seemed to like, was also a part of drafting him in New England. And now Jarrett Stidham, I don't even know where we're really going to go with this part of the conversation. Oh. Two-year, $10 million deal with the Broncos to back up Russell Wilson. It's not the most expensive backup quarterback contract you'll ever see. Uh, It is on the high end for a backup quarterback contract. Uh, You certainly arch an eyebrow after you endure the season. Russell Wilson just had, and someone guarantees his backup $5 million, which is what the Broncos did with Jared Stidham. Uh, Sean Payton seems to be a guy who has very interesting taste in quarterbacks. My Dolphins friend reminded me this morning that he apparently said on Fox last year that Teddy Bridgewater was better than uh, Tua Tagovailoa. And so he has very specific things he's looking for in quarterbacks. We know one thing he looks for in a quarterback is uh, do the system. Like he's already come out on no uncertain terms. I mean, like, yeah, Russell Wilson's not going to be freelancing. Uh, he will be learning the audibles. Uh, seems very important uh, for a quarterback. Yeah. Uh, not- we know that like Jared Stidham's not challenging Russell Wilson's job in training camp. Or Probably that not. Kind of thing. Uh, Hold hold on. All right, you take it away. What are your thoughts on Jared Stidham arriving in the Mile
2: High City? Look, I'm just saying, I mean, very likely he won't challenge Russell Wilson. I think that this signing is one where Sean Payton and the staff are saying, look, if if Russell is cooked, we can't not have – like a viable backup option. Like we we can't just like trudge through 17 games next year where he's playing exactly like he did last year. I don't think that will happen, by the way. I do think that Russell Wilson will bounce back to an extent. I don't think that he's going to get back to like prime Russell Wilson territory. But I, I think it's smart. I think it's a smart move to say like like what, we, what we're seeing on tape, what the numbers say from last year, is really, really quite concerning for an aging quarterback like Russell Wilson. Uh, let's make sure that our our team is not sunk if he can't get it right. You know, and, and that's where Stidham comes in. Not that Stidham is, you know, good by any means, but you have to someone who can at least conduct the offense yeah. the way it's supposed to be conducted.
1: It's just the classic two actions speak louder than words move, or it doesn't really matter what they say. The reality is minutes. Into free agency, or excuse me, legal tampering. Minutes into the legal tampering period, they signed a backup quarterback for
2: ten million dollars. Well, five million a, guaranteed.
1: Like there's, there's yeah. no way to spin that other than, uh oh, we need to have a legitimate backup plan.
2: Coaches seem to love Jared Stidham. I will Quite say that. Ever. Um, and, and and by the way, you know, like this is the this is the move that Sean McVay and the Rams did not make. Last year, oh, man. like true, you know this oh, this sort of move is the is the thing. Okay, look, if Matthew Stafford goes down, we're finished. We're finished. We cannot. We're, we're a bottom five team in the whole league if Matthew Stafford goes down. And they and and despite that, they made no moves to shore up uh the the quarterback room behind him. So I think that's what the Broncos are trying to do here.
1: I need to go into Rams rant really quick. By the way, I don't think I've yeah. ever said this phrase on the show before. I. Like a, I can pause in like a radio show. You I, I, I need to go around. I need to say something about this real quick. I need to say some real <laughs> quick, ahead, Denny, no. about this the Rams team. that's really been bugging me. Been bugging me. I'm um, sorry, uh, but yeah, I mean, can the Rams just like commit to any player or plan for more than five minutes? It's, like, it's cool that they got all the stars and then lucked into the Super Bowl. Uh, but like, I mean, every single big move they make, they move on from immediately. Sammy Watkins. Brandon Cooks, the yeah. Todd Gurley extension. I mean, now Jalen Ramsey. Like, they do all these – Sean McVay falls in and out of love, like, so quickly. Like, they have to commit to some, like, greater, broader vision. They can't have everything just be so – they clearly just, like, fall in love with players. And I'm sure that's very hard to avoid, and they were rewarded for it for a while. But they have to have some better system than this, I got to get my guy.
2: They're, and like, it, yeah.
1: it's not going to work any longer. And they they're, seem to have admitted that
2: they are. The Rams are the ADHD organization. You know, they, they, <laughs> they, they cannot, they cannot focus on one thing for more than five seconds. And yeah. that, and that, and that's what you see over and over and over again uh, with, and, and, you know, the, I, I will say they're the ADHD organization and they're unmedicated, you know? Yes, so, right. so therefore Jalen Ramsey comes in and comes out and, and Sammy Watkins is supposed to be a, a critical piece of the offense. And he's gone within 15 minutes. And now they're talking. I mean, there are there are there are rumors people are saying the Stafford Stafford might be exactly and that's just, the, that was a part of the on rant market. I forgot. Yeah, so our so, own
1: Matthew right. Berry at the vanguard of those rumors that have since been uh, seconded elsewhere.
2: Yes. So you know, let's uh let's have a plan, not even a long-term plan, maybe a three-year plan. That would be nice for the reason. Right? Yeah, can, can I say something? I wanna say something real quick.
1: <laughs> I, I know we gotta go to commercial or Jim Trinari Chevrolet, but I gotta say something real quick. That's where I got my beautiful, beautiful Camaro Jim Trinari Chevrolet. But first, Denny, uh, okay.
2: Sorry. It, no, you and you you but before you do the rant, you have to go, you have to talk about yourself. Now you know that I'm a man who, who, who doesn't fly off the handle easily. That's true.
1: It's like, and I am I'm wearing a blood pressure monitor on my yeah. arm, <laughs> and my doctor mandated it. I, I don't get I don't get angry quick, Denny. Ask anyone. <laughs> yes. Yeah, as my wife and four kids, I don't ever fly off the handle. Uh, I, don't, I don't care at all. You leave your shoes in the doorway, Pat. I don't care about that. Um, I've broken about.
2: fewer than three TVs over the past year.
1: <laughs> really? To, seriously, my kids, can you please stop leaving your shoes right in the door?
2: Oh God, path? it would be great if the there could be fewer shoes in and around the doorway. There's a lot of space in this house. Just take them off anywhere, literally anywhere else. <laughs>
1: Uh, Sorry if I've blown out your eardrums With my AM radio Or I guess it's FM radio these days Talk show Um, But yeah, I just had to get that off my chest Yes, hopefully
2: the kids are listening
1: (laughs) Oh yeah, my two week old daughter Might be asleep right above me I really hope she Slept through that, Um, Denny. I'm sure you didn't sleep through that If you were listening to the podcast You (laughs) now have tinnitus Uh, So I feel like it's a good time To give you a short little break, we will be right back after this.
0: The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. And they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit truegreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people, guaranteed. Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one McCrispy, so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour. New
1: MLB season, new rules, new stars, so pair it with the Road to World Baseball Draft Guide. Get all the player profiles, rankings, and projections you need to hit your draft out of the park. Go to NBCSportsEdge.com slash draftguide and use promo code Pennant25 to save 25% off at checkout. That is promo code P-E-N-N-A-N-T25 to save 25% at checkout, and don't forget, Download the roto World app to receive breaking player news all season long. Stay ahead of the competition by favoriting players in your roster. The latest injury updates, player news, and much more delivered right to your phone It is available in your app store today. Mention the draft guide. I have to mention, of course, my participation in our live mock draft that you can find on YouTube with such uh, awesome roto talents as Matthew Poliot, DJ Short, Connor Rogers, awesome outside guests. It was a really, really good time. Check it out. Denny won't watch it. He
2: doesn't. He doesn't care. I have. I have watched every NBC production <laughs> made over the past three years. I will watch this as well.
1: Are you going to bandwagon the Orioles this year by any chance? Are they supposed to be good? No, well, they're good, but it's the huge scandal. They're they're nearing the supposed end of the rebuild, but they refuse to spend any money. Oh, um, so they have a lot of really good young talent. You get to know Gunnar Henderson. Yeah. Denny, one of the best shortstop. Pros. Adley Rushman. Uh, one of the best young catchers in baseball. So some uh, you should get some jerseys. You could at least buy maybe for your son.
2: Brady Anderson, guys like yeah, that.
1: yeah, yeah, exactly. It's Things so of that cool. nature.
2: Buy your son though. Maybe a Gunnar
1: Henderson jersey. Is oh, your why? son? I know your son is a, uh, the ultimate modern kid. He likes Minecraft. Has he ever once watched baseball? Your no. Son? God oh, no. man. Man, this is bad.
2: No, nobody, nobody under 20 years old has ever watched
1: baseball. Yeah, this is really, really bad.
2: I mean, that, that's why they have the pitch clock, right? <sighs> that's the whole point. Try to I, get the kids into it.
1: I need to get some on my chair. I don't like the pitch clock.
2: <laughs> I can talk about the pitch clock.
1: <laughs> my, to me, the whole point about baseball is it is languid and on for three and a half hours. That's why I like it. I can yeah. come in and out of the room. I used to be able to like get an entire bowl of cereal prepared in between pitches.
2: No I like man, it. I like that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, look, I, I I watch golf, so I, I do understand. Yeah, the, the languid nature of a sport and watching curious. a guy take eight practice swings. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah,
1: man, golf. Yeah, it's, 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 it's pretty slow. It's, <laughs>
2: it's pretty slow. Um, uh, well, now that you're awake, are they considering make? Uh, 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 wait, wait, wait. I'm sorry, I wanted to ask. Are we getting the bigger bases this year?
1: We are. They are slightly bigger bases. supposed to en- enhance the running game, create more stolen base opportunities. It worked like in the that. minor league. That is actually really cool because baseball is just trying to restore motion to the game, and the early returns in spring training have been amazing. Yeah? And yes, they have. So Okay. All right. Dolph trying to liven it up, by the way, by having a breakaway league with a TV deal on the CW.
2: <laughs> that is, that is livening it up yeah and they working. also they also, in the you know breaks between swings, they talk about uh, tax policy.
1: Uh, <laughs> so, uh, yeah, you there know, you know, go uh, in discovery laws in American courts, yep. that the uh, certain investment fund does not want to come into play. Uh, uh, speaking of other things than what we were just talking about, Denny, um, DJ Moore. Part of the blockbuster trade up for the Carolina Panthers, who are supposedly big-braining and might trade the number one overall pick, I don't believe that for like even two seconds. Yeah, man. But part of the the pick's cash they sent to Chicago for the number one overall pick included a player, yeah. which does not happen very often in the NFL, even though it absolutely should. <laughs> Teams overvalue draft pick lottery tickets more than proven talent. The Bears did not do that. They want to evaluate Justin Fields. They wanted to have more talent on the roster. They got it in D.J. Moore. There's a divide on DJ Moore after, what, five years in the league about how good he actually is. I've always maintained he was like a Steph Diggs season waiting to happen because the way he's really good in the short area of the field but can also do damage deep. I know some more of like the true blue tape watchers do not share that assessment. What do we think, though, in the fantasy community about DJ Moore linking up with Justin Fields?
2: Yeah, I want to be excited, and I I did see – a lot of a lot of excitement on Twitter. Hey, you know, if DJ Moore finally gets a real quarterback, this and that. But man, there's no denying that DJ Moore is now in one of the, if not the single least fantasy-friendly environment possible for a wide receiver. And I say that because last season, and I understand things could change over the offseason and the fact that maybe they maybe they didn't have pass catchers, so they didn't go in this direction. But let me let me just emphasize for those who forgot. Uh, somehow how run heavy the bears were in 2022 uh, they were under their expected pass rate every single game okay one of only two teams to do that their highest pass rate over expected in a game pat was negative five percent that was their highest okay they, they were regularly you know negative 15 negative 20 percent uh justin fields Average 21 pass attempts per game. He was 28th in dropbacks behind quarterbacks who played 10 and 11 games last year. So in this environment, it is very hard to tell yourself a story where DJ Moore is seeing more than, I don't know, six or seven targets in a game. He's going to have to be super, super efficient. That's, that's all. That's what I would, I would say here. Now, if the bears decide, Hey, you know what? We have, more, we have Chase Claypool and Comet, and Justin Fields is going to take th- this next step. And hit, you know, Justin Fields goes from 21 pass attempts to 28 pass attempts a game. Then we're then we're probably talking okay with DJ Moore. But I think that's a big leap to make with this team.
1: Yeah, I mean, they need to be this year's Eagles, basically, where they greatly they 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 go from being one of the most run heavy teams in the league, do far more balanced, and occasionally actually pass heavy. Yes. like the Eagles were in 2022. But they also that would require a Jalen Hurts type leap for justin fields and jalen hurts was already like a lot more efficient as a passer than justin fields was at this point in his career yeah. and not as big of an arm maybe as justin fields not as breathtaking of an athlete as justin fields but just he had a much higher baseline as a passer already entering like his third year as starter um where justin fields will be doing and just too i mean the really big issue of course is Justin Fields as being a sack magnet. We know part of that, of course, was his protection issues, which the Bears have addressed by signing Mike McGlinchey. Oh, no, excuse me. They actually wanted to. He went to the Broncos.
2: Yeah, he went to Denver. <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah. so never mind about that. Nope. Uh, my brain is already fried one day in free agency. That's good. That's real, <laughs> real, good, good. good for the rest of the week. <laughs> real, real good. But DJ Moria, yeah, it comes down to one of two things. They either need an Eagles-type philosophical adjustment on offense, yeah. or it needs to be one of those situations where he's the guy who – dominates all the air yards, has an astronomical target share. It's just hard to see that happening with Chase Claypool, who they surrendered a second-round pick for. Darnell Mooney, who is now actually one of the best number three receivers in in the NFL, maybe he's the Bears' number two receiver. Maybe Chase Claypool will be kind of like a role-playing number three. But it's actually a fairly talented – at least talented receiver core now. And it just seems like it's going to be hard to dominate targets to the degree that he needs to – in an offense that even if it does go more pass heavy, probably isn't going to be actually pass heavy. And yeah, it's he's he's talented and he's playing like a born playmaker. So there is the possibility yeah. that he goes nuclear. We actually can't discount the possibility that DJ Moore goes nuclear, but it doesn't seem like the most likely outcome.
2: I you know I, I will say that DJ Moore has demonstrated uh, an ability over the years, including last year in a in a just disastrous environment in Carolina to both command air yards and targets last, last year, I I was doing this off season research for a piece I, I wrote last month uh, for our site. And, um, and DJ Moore uh, had 60% of the Panthers air yards over the past two, over the, over the final two months of the season, 60%. Okay. No one else had more than 30%. Like it, it's, it's just wi- wildly dominant. Okay i i i I think that he he can do that, but I think making that jump, saying, okay, the bears are are on their way to shifting to a more traditional um uh you know, balanced offense here, I think that 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 takes that takes quite the quite the jump from from what they were last year. I don't know if I can do it. I will say that if this is the common thinking if what I'm spelling out here is the common thinking this spring and summer. And people are saying no, I'm not I'm not in on more and Moore's ADP drops to a certain point, then I then I'm in. But I'm not paying a premium for DJ Moore uh in a in a what should be a terrible fantasy environment for him.
1: Yeah, it's just he's it a guy who had three straight eleven hundred yard seasons where just never had a good quarterback that entire time span. It, it did catch up with him last year under nine hundred yards, even though he's appeared in all seventeen games, but He's put a lot of really good things on film. Like you said, we know target commanding is, is a skill. It's not something that has happens. He's always been a target yeah, commander. Yeah. Um, he could go he's somehow only 25 years old he turns 26th in a month. So it'll be his That's age 26 season. But yeah, he he's a guy where it would be so easy to make the negative case all off. and it's probably more likely than the positive case, but we can't discount the possibility that he does like erupt. It, it is within the range of outcomes.
2: I think, yes, I, I, I think that there certainly is that possibility. Uh, but the, just to, to will DJ more to happen in a low volume passing environment uh, just seems like the recipe for, for heartache to me. It does.
1: Like recipe for heartbreak, I And mean, speaking of Mr. Bears and Justin Fields, uh, we were talking about before the show, what we were going to talk about today. And I said, you know, uh, like, uh, how high can Justin Fields finish in 2022? And I realized that was a really dumb question because it's self-evident that he has the upside to be the number one overall quarterback who's yeah. rushing. He was at times last year. We know that's in the range of outcomes. How likely is it, Danny Carter, that Justin Fields finishes as the number one overall fantasy quarterback in 2023? Where 0% is uh, an acceptable answer. He was the QB 6 by average points in 2022.
2: I think it's... It's more likely for Fields to finish as the overall QB one than anyone outside of Hertz, Allen, and Mahomes. Like, that sounds right that, to me. I, I like his odds better
1: than Joe Burrow. Probably like his odds better than Lamar Jackson, just because we don't even know what's going off. Yeah,
2: lot. yeah, I know. I, and and I and I and I threw Mahomes in there, even though he's you know he doesn't have the rushing because you know the rushing is the cheat code here. You know that that's that's what we're chasing. So you know, in the glorious future, all elite uh, NFL running uh, quarterbacks are going to be running guys. Like it's just, it is going to happen. So, yeah, Burrow is not in that conversation. Um, Hertz and Allen and Fields are in that conversation for me. Yeah, I mean, Fields would have broken the single season quarterback rushing record if he had played in the final game last year. He was banged up, which of course is inherently part of the deal yes. when you are a running quarterback. Uh, so I don't know if that's gonna that that sort of pace that clip is gonna continue, um, but yeah, I mean, there's no reason to fade Justin Fields. I, I don't know if if there if it I don't know if anyone looks at back at last year and goes oh he he can't do that again. I think yeah that,
1: yeah 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 it's and crazy. He had 400 more rushing yards than Jalen Hurts, but five fewer rushing touchdowns. So there there's definitely meat on the. I mean, David Montgomery not being brought back it appears in free agency either. Where. Maybe he can be turned into a total goal line weapon, or or maybe maybe they try to avoid that because they don't want him to get hurt. Um, That's another possibility. But yeah, there's Justin Fields. Even if he doesn't progress as a passer, even if he like regresses as a passer, he's going to be a top eight QB one no matter what. Well, uh, he QB one overall upside.
2: He he was he was throwing to the worst uh, receiver group in the entire NFL last year, and. Um, with Darnell Mooney going down to injury uh, around midseason, so it's a it's a huge huge upgrade to have DJ Moore. I mean, DJ Moore is like prime Jerry Rice compared to the guys he was throwing to uh, Byron Pringle, Equaminius St. Brown. I mean, no no offense to Byron Pringle, who's a big listener of this show. I you
1: know. And once, yeah, I was about to make a Pringles joke and I want to fire myself.
2: <laughs> wow. Well, um, yeah. You'd have to go.
1: I wouldn't have to go. It'd be sad, but it would be time. It's, everyone's time comes. And when I made a Pringles joke, that's yep. when it was time. It's now time to talk about Austin Eckler, who, in the first real big surprise of free agency, was revealed on Monday, has requested a trade. Uh, We really hope by the time you're listening to this podcast, like he hasn't already been traded (laughs) or or like (laughs) signed an extension or something. But Austin Eckler out there, you know, friend of the fantasy community, friend of Patrick Corain made a video for him. Uh, He's apparently requesting a trade, not getting what he wants in extension talks with the chargers. And I mean, what what should this conversation be about? Where we want him to be, Denny, what the odds of him getting dealt are. But what are your Austin Eckler thoughts you Uh, need to unload on America and the world abroad?
2: yeah i mean we're we're talking to, to europe we're, ta- we're we talking we actually are to we will,
1: we know listeners worldwide it's actually not yeah. a joke we're
2: talking to antarctica everybody and i will say that i i don't know if his utilization could be better than it has been in los angeles so
1: yeah Ooh, I, I remember know. to say los angeles and not san diego that just you got to raise
2: i never even heard um, of san diego uh, but yeah, no, no, no. And, and sorry to the San Diego folks, but um, I'm jealous of your weather. It's, it's 30 degrees out and raining and very they're... cold here
1: too. I was, I've informed it was uh, meteorological spring already and uh, not, not seeming that
2: way. No, I haven't seen the sun in a week and I'm, I'm jealous. So that's why, I, that's why I cracked on San Diego folks. Um, so yeah, I, I, I think that anywhere he goes is probably going to be a downgrade for, for his, for his usage. You know he'll, he's still a first-round fantasy pick, though wherever he, wherever he lands, because he's a fantastic uh, producer after the catch and a and a target hog out of the backfield. He'll he'll have that role wherever he goes. I just don't know if it'll be to the extent that he's had it with the Chargers.
1: Would it be a downgrade if he became the pass catching back for Sean Payton? Which this probably isn't happening.
2: But oh man,
0: uh, I haven't
1: heard. But there hasn't been any report to this effect, by the way. This is yeah, just right, me. Right. No, hey.
2: no, I, I mean. Maybe that was one of the only situations I could think of that would be better. That's interesting. Uh, you know, Javante Williams. Uh, coming off the ACL. The ACL, and, and you know, there, there are varying reports. The team insists everything is fine. He'll be back week one. That You know, the, every other report coming out of Denver is saying it's the first month at least that he's going to lose, and possibly the whole – we've heard the whole season from from some reporters in Denver, so – um, yeah that 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 would make some sense to me i i would hope that he doesn't go somewhere where he would just destroy the fantasy value of a of like an up and coming <laughs> um running back i'm trying to think of a spot oh like seattle or something
1: yeah yeah boy like, that would
2: be you no know road back. don't 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 go to seattle austin
1: the broncos came to mind i mean they don't they're not like overflowing with cap space but they're not in like cap hell i mean the dolphins really come to mind but I don't really know how much money they have left, how many draft picks they even have That's left interesting. to make a wow. move. I'm sure I'm sure the Dolphins are powerfully looking into it. Um, yeah. but there's like no way they're not. But yeah. they just might not have the the resources to make it happen. I could see you talk about destroying like a young up-and-comer's value. I could see the Jets being a possibility, although oh. the Jets are kind of in cap hell too. But, like, if they get Aaron Rodgers, which Aaron Rodgers uh, hasn't signed yet or hasn't agreed to a trade yet, yeah. could see trying to surround him with as many weapons as possible. Uh, yeah, Kenneth Walker coming off an injury. Or, not? excuse me, not Kenneth Walker. Uh well, he wasn't. Reese Hall. Brees um, Hall. Yeah. Getting all my rookie running backs confused. But could see the Jets being a possibility. I don't know why, though. Yeah, I
2: mean, it, it would be cool if he went somewhere where, you know, he could continue seeing, you know – Seven, eight, nine targets a game. Some, some, like maybe half the rushing in that in an offense. I think that could that could buoy his fantasy prospects.
1: The Bengals could move on from Joe Mixon. They have a lot of cap space. They got to extend Joe Burrow, but he could be a two year option for the Bengals. Yeah,
2: that's the spot. All right, we've determined it. Austin Eckler needs to go to the Bengals.
1: They can go all in on like their their spread, like futuristic yeah. passing offense um, that's right be amazing so there, there are a lot of good places he i'm assuming he will kind of control the process too i mean though he's getting old he probably austin eckler's gonna have to maximize his earnings so like if the texans are gonna pay him he's gonna go to the texans Oof. but um, yeah. yeah we hope austin eckler ends oh. up somewhere
2: yeah Maybe he's get- well how old is he he's uh turning 28 in may yeah Uh, elderly for a running back. Derrick Henry, 29 years old. I just saw that. Wow, he's still doing it, folks. Mm -hmm. He is still getting
1: away with it. Hasn't been traded yet, though, and we don't know if he'll be traded. So Austin Eckler could be on the move. Broncos wide receivers supposedly could be on the move. Some noise coming out. that they want to trade someone connecting the dots? You'd have to assume they want to trade Cortland Sutton, who has not been the same since tearing his ACL. Very highly paid. Doesn't seem like a good fit for the Sean Payton offense. Sean Payton offense used to have like, like the Devry Henderson role as it was known as. They used to have a field stretching deep threat like the Ted Ginn role, but it was always like a speedster. It wasn't a like a big guy like Cortland Sutton who was never the fastest to begin with. Now has the ACL problems. Doesn't seem like this a good fit for the, like this timing based short area offense. We know Sean Payton loves. I wouldn't be surprised. Maybe if he got released, Cortland Sutton. What are your thoughts on potentially Courton Courtland Sutton where can, maybe he could go?
2: Yeah. That kind of,
1: if, if you even think it is Courtland Sutton, I don't know. Maybe they'll trade Jerry Judy or something. I would be I would be surprised with Judy, man. Judy, I think Judy fits that Judy does offense. big time because he's a slack guy who can also make plays deep.
2: And he really showed something at the end of last year. You know, and and, and I had the wide receiver piece on on a, a, our site last month about where I mentioned like Judy popped across the board in the last six games of the season super efficient, both on, on downfield targets and short area targets after the catch stuff. Like he, he was, he was hot to end the year. I would think that, that the Broncos barring any sort of like personality issues would, would, would want to uh, keep Jerry Judy. Corlin Sutton strikes me as a, a, a relic of a, of another NFL where big lumbering outside receivers were desired and that's not the NFL we observe anymore. And then we cover. Uh, I I don't know where it would he would be a good fit. He strikes me as a Kenny Galladay type guy, who will probably be overpaid and will be used, you know, possibly as like a red zone guy. But but beyond that, I just I just don't see it. One of the worst, one of the most abysmal uh, targets per route run numbers uh, in in recent memory last year for Corland Sutton.
1: Yeah, and just it's just kind of like who's going to trade for this guy. And I I don't think they can cut him, though, looking at his over the cap, where there would be no cap savings if he were cut now. And if he was designated a post-June 1st release, it would only clear uh, half a million dollars for 2023. So not a very cap-conscious move. They they would actually have to trade him. But, yeah, who the Patriots, this is the kind of guy they would have traded for, but they've already traded for this kind of guy like three times now. They're not going to be trading for Cortland Sutton, and he was a guy. He he was kind of like of a, a bygone era receiver, but he was making it work. He was producing with whatever quarterback you put out there, and he was winning hand fights on the sideline. He just has not been doing that since he got injured. No. And yeah, I just thought he's making fourteen million dollars this year. I don't know who is taking on that contract.
2: I, I think I think we tend to um, take it for granted that these guys come back perfectly fine from devastating knee injuries and you know he he suffered one in 2020 I I believe that you know 21 no yeah 2020 it was the COVID season and then uh he came back and and clearly wasn't the same for fantasy purposes he he was uh not not usable at all in 2021 2022 was supposed to be the bounce back didn't didn't really happen I mean it was he was slightly better but but still still not not there. I you know, some sometimes guys just don't come back from that, especially especially these huge receivers who age so poorly. And Cortland Sutton is a very large man.
1: Yeah. And this, like you said, the Kenny Galladay, not the same ever after getting injured. And yeah. The big receivers just age very, very poorly. Unless their name is Julio Jones. Even he aged sort no, of poorly, exactly. but he aged uh, pretty badly. He will he did, but he kept producing like fourteen hundred yard seasons basically into his early thirties.
2: Yeah, while while running with one hand. Yeah, exactly.
1: He's playing with like one leg and he was yeah. still doing it. So yeah, I can't imagine they're trading maybe someone will take a flyer like Tim Patrick or something. because like, 'cause he's got an, he's got a pretty affordable contract. And Jerry Judy would be a much more attractive trade ship still on his rookie contract, but yeah, I just can't see them doing that as a team wow. that is all in on 2023 by necessity. Running out of interesting things to talk about, but you said the Falcons have been very falcony in the opening yes, hours of free agency, including trading a seventh round pick for Jonu Smith. You are uh, you are putting on a brave face and you are claiming it's good for Kyle Pitts. So, <laughs> well, uh, that the, is why.
2: the Falcons are falconing. Uh, they they signed Jonu Smith, one of the premier blocking tight ends in the league. Even though I will say curiously, Pro Football Focus regularly grades him as not very and not a very good blocker. Um, yeah, I've, I looked into it and it was uh, very weird. Anyway, uh, they, the Falcons also signed right guard, Chris Lindstrom, who we've all heard of to a five-year extension, uh, and also fullback Keith Smith, uh, agrees to terms with Atlanta. So we are building the perfect Arthur Smith machine folks, full of guys who will block while they establish like it's 1979, um. Uh, yeah, I do I do think that uh, Johnny Smith is probably a good sign that, you know, Kyle, Kyle Pitts, Pitts be-
1: can yeah. never fail. He can only be failed. Remember, let's remember this.
2: Right. And he's too big to fail. And we know what happens there. And, you know, so he's so so the Falcons, you know, any Arthur Smith offense is going to use two tight end sets as much or more than any other offense in the league. And that 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 stood. That was true last year uh in, in his first season with Atlanta. Long story short, you get the blocking tight end, hopefully you can free up Kyle Pitts to do the route running. And that's what we were sorely missing last year.
1: Yeah, hopefully Kyle Pitts, they've just told him, like, no, no longer even work on blocking this offseason. I I, mean, I would suggest it. Yeah, just, just
2: no. Just from a work. career standpoint,
1: Kyle Pitts, please stop blocking. Embrace the receiver, stop blocking. We've got to get a quarterback for this team. We've talked about already. The, the Falcons could be one of those teams to take, like, a big, big jump forward in advance. I mean, talk about a team – the super run heavy that could become, even if they remain run first, could become a lot pass heavier in 2023. If only they could find a quarterback. Um, Anyone other than Marcus Mariota or Desmond Ritter, man, if they go into the season of Desmond Ritter, like I think it's number one pick season for the five, even though the roster is getting better. I think it would be number one pick season. I think Desmond Ritter is not good.
2: Yeah. I mean, they're, they're still well, like digging, digging out from their, their own personal hell there at quarterback and, I don't think Ritter is uh, is the answer. I, I'm I'm hoping that they're you know they're going to make a move and get and get one of the the top three or four quarterbacks uh, off the off the draft board. But I don't know. I mean, from what I've read, that doesn't seem very likely. Apparently, they're not interested in Lamar Jackson. So that's uh, that's something. They're being very methodical.
1: Speaking of dig- digging out, Denny, uh, that's what we're doing. We're trying to find any topics whatsoever. Uh, even though it's going to sound hilariously dated by the time you listen, to it, a lot more will have happened, but you wanted to, you couldn't, you couldn't leave without talking about Juwan Johnson.
2: Is what I was. I was, I was aghast that we didn't have Juwan Johnson on the exclusive agenda. rights free agent
1: back with the Saints. Um, He's
2: back, we, folks. We
1: love him. Top ten
2: uh, last year in uh, in the second half of the season, targets per route run among tight ends. All right. Folks, look, he, he's, a, he's a seam buster. He's a red zone threat. Seven touchdowns. I believe that was third among all tight ends last year. Um, he is a reason people will say tight end is deep. I can get Juwan Johnson in the whatever round. It's it's still not deep. It's still not deep. No. But so I think Juwan, Juwan Johnson can be very useful uh, for fantasy. Uh, and I, I, I do think that the way Derek Carr has produced and, and uh, had his best seasons – Involves a lot of short, short ish, uh, check down type throws. And you know, the two positions you think of when you think of those throws running back, maybe Alvin Kamara, and then Juwan Johnson at, at tight end. Juwan Johnson's route rate was really good last year for, for large stretches. So, uh, let's not forget about old Juwan as everything else happens in well, uh, free agency.
1: You got, of course, the trout man, and of course, you have oh, the t- tight end Taysom Hill, though, Denny. So, Stop with Troutman. Oh my yeah, goodness. Speaking of very Falcons moves, and yet you did not mention them re-signing punter Bradley Pinion Curious. I, I
2: I didn't. I I didn't uh, planning uh, on punting a
1: lot in here in 2023.
2: Yeah, right. I mean, we we love a team that focuses on punting as much as uh, as they do. By the way, uh Trey Wingo is reporting that Aaron Rodgers to the Jets is a done deal interesting
1: all right well too bad we didn't talk about that
2: (laughs) and (laughs) we're we're gonna have lots on that on Thursday
1: very briefly well let's do talk about it for two because it is gonna happen even he has no other options like he it's either retire or go to the Jets we'll talk about it a lot more on Thursday by which time we assume it'll be official should we will this will it be Garrett Wilson to the moon Garrett is, is it really is it gonna be as simple as we hope? Garrett Wilson to the moon, the Jets are taking flight again, Elijah Moore maybe relevant again, maybe even Corey Davis relevant, or is it gonna be like this kind of like the infinite sadness type move that a lot of these late career quarterback switches are?
2: I'm not I'm I'm still not like interested in Rogers from from a fantasy standpoint, but I do I do think that Garrett Wilson showed that when he had reasonable quarterback play last year, which was, you know, few and far between um, he was fine. He was, he was more than fine. He was good uh, as a, as a producer. So I don't know about to the moon. I I actually think that Rogers signing will probably catapult Garrett Wilson into an ADP that makes me uncomfortable. Um, I would be looking more toward Elijah Moore as someone who doesn't get the appropriate ADP bump because people forget and we have short memories and we forget that Elijah Moore was actually quite good, uh, as, as rookie. Um, so yeah, I, that that's, that's a, sort of my initial thoughts. Wilson probably will be too pricey. More will be interesting.
1: Yeah. And just Aaron Rodgers. is just, you know, like, uh, we, we can say what you will about him having to be like the center of attention, Like making it all about him. I can understand why someone needs several weeks to come to terms with being the Jets quarterback. I actually can't understand this one. So it's,
2: man, I just feel like it has disaster written all over it. It I mean, Aaron Rodgers, it is like, it's like a a
1: horrible, like 90s comedy. Like Aaron Rodgers let loose on New York City. And (laughs) it's a very, very toxic brew, Aaron Rodgers going to New York City.
2: The New York media, man, is uh, not going to mesh. No, they're or, not gonna match, I think he like kind
1: of secretly loves like I, he loves like the media combat. And he reminds me of a few other people who love media combat out there. I won't name some famous famous yeah. names.
2: Uh I, I think that he looks like he loves it, but
0: I, <laughs> I actually think yeah, he okay. He's it.
1: not like a certain former president who says he hates it but lives for it like right, needs, right, right. It, needs sure. it more than anything else. Yeah. ever in his life. It's
2: oxygen. Yeah, you're
1: right. I think Aaron Rodgers. Uh, yeah, he actually does hate it. Yeah, <laughs> so. I, I
2: think he'll continue to go through his media inter- intermediaries and uh, and do things yeah. that way. I I just I just don't. I feel like this is a like a classic classic Jets move. They already did this. They did. I mean, they quite literally already did it with Brett Favre. They they, mm-hmm. they did this, and and it's like it's happening again
1: happening again history is repeating itself except it'll be even funnier if it doesn't happen but assuming this is going to happen between this podcast and our next show on thursday where we're going to recap by then the the market will be picked clean there's gonna be so much to talk about receivers on new teams running backs on new teams quarterbacks on new teams we're going to break it all down thursday afternoon uh so for denny carter i am patrick Darty. thank you so much for listening in to our initial foray into free agency, keep it locked to NBC Sports Edge and Rona World. We're going to have all the news updated as soon as humanly possible. Um, yeah, again,
0: for Denny, I'm Pat. Thanks for listening. We'll be back later. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed, also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble.